Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me I had bipolar. I was sent home with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using loud music as a form of therapy. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. Listening to Chamber, featuring vocalist Jacob Lilly, is like taking every emotion you can imagine and getting sledgehammered in the face with them in two-minute blasts. In a good way. Jacob credits heavy music as an overwhelming factor in his stability, not only now, but since he first discovered it in his early teens. Finding hardcore metal and punk led to the discovery of much more. Community, an energy force, inspiration, his best friends. And here comes the same argument we've all heard before. How can music that sounds like an exorcism be a healthy outlet? It's easy. Without screaming their brains out on stage with a community that loves them and supports them, where would people like Jacob be? It's an impossible question to answer, but he's convinced of one thing. Without the place where he's always felt most alive and at ease, life would never be the same. My name is Jacob Lilly. I play in a band called Chamber. I've been playing music, metal, hardcore, punk, whatever you want to call it. I've been playing since I was 16. I'm 27 now. Been going to shows since I was like 14, 15 years old. My brother grew up in metal and like hardcore and stuff like that. So I followed him and uh, watched his bands play. And I kind of fell in love with just the energy and the community or just the live shows or like nothing else. So I just kind of kept coming back and eventually started playing music myself. My brother has always kind of been like a good helping hand in that, just always supporting me no matter what. Same with my parents or my mom, always supporting me no matter what. I've thrown shows growing up as well, like basement shows or backyard shows. And uh, it's always been like a fun thing. But since touring so much, kind of just can't do that as much. You got to focus on one thing and uh, kept playing music. And I ended up in chamber about six years ago. So growing up mentally, it was rough. When you're younger, you kind of like don't ever know what really you want to do in life. Like whether it be like go to college or find um, a steady job or find stability in much of anything because everything is so fast. And I think growing up when you're in your teenage years, you kind of like spiral a little bit. And that's like when a lot of my mental problems came, I guess I would say. But I've taken 
that and learned a lot. It's a lot at once, but like when you do something that you're meant to do, I feel like it's comes natural. And like playing music is always something I've always wanted to do. Like growing up, whether it be like playing big drums on the couch, listening to music with my dad or whoever, it's always like, I love this. And you do always have doubts. I've learned growing up that life can always be rough no matter what. You kind of want to make yourself happy with what you're doing. Music has been that for me. And people would say that hardcore and, and metal is like angry, I would say, but it's not really, you know, it's more than just angry people yelling or like, you know, it's just more than just crazy riffs. It's just something that I've always looked forward to. And I always look forward to playing shows or going to shows no matter what. And it's helped me a lot growing up. Um, and especially now it's helped me be stable because there's a community behind it. There's a community behind Chamber, like there's friendship. If something does happen, you can fall back on and be like, hey, man, like I'm kind of going through this right now. And there's always someone out there that's probably going through the same thing. A lot of people that I talked to for the podcast had that early start in punk rock and had someone be older than them, like you said, your brother, turning you on to that music. A lot of people see folks who are into this harsh music and wear all the black stuff and the t-shirts. And I sometimes have to justify what it is that I'm doing. And, you know, I'm middle-aged and why am I still playing in bands and screaming? And for you, do you remember when you first got into it and how that's progressed to now and what your identity has been through all that? Yeah. I mean, I first got into it because my dad loved Alice in Chains and like more grunge, more rock stuff that kind of grew on me. And then my brother, obviously my dad would show me like, oh, your brother's playing this. Do you want to go? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, it's fine. A 50 cap coffee shop show. This is awesome. Like at that time I had the internet luckily, you know, so I would go home and like look up like heavy music and, you know, you would find so much growing up. You're kind of like listening to what your parents are listening to, whether it be like my mom loving country music, my mom showing me Ozzy Osbourne, you know, I like this stuff, but you know, there's so much more in the internet that you found so much. All right. Heavy music, Slipknot would come up. They, you'd listen to Slipknot, heavy music, Metallica would come up. Obviously they're old. My dad would listen to them. I wouldn't deep dive into them until like I found it on the internet or something like that. And then when finding my brother finding out he played in like, quote unquote, I guess at the time, Christian metalcore bands or Christian punk rock bands or whatever. There's a whole underground, whatever, you fall into the rabbit hole of like finding everything. At first, I was listening to a bunch of like Christian bands. So my mom wouldn't get mad at me or <laughs> I couldn't show her Slipknot because she'd be like, oh, they're like wearing masks and like being weird. I couldn't show her that because like she would be like, no, nope, you can't listen to it, you know, but then eventually she caught on and, you know, it, it was cool with her, you know, she didn't really care. And then that kind of helped me just find friends with like, I'd be like, oh, do you like listen to Slipknot? I just found them like on the internet or like, that was like the one big band that helped me find friends. And then they helped me go into the whole underground world of metal and hardcore and punk. In high school, I went, I grew up in a, uh, country-ish town like not a lot of people were like listening like I was wearing like black skinny jeans at the time and like a black t-shirt with some stupid band on it that I don't listen to anymore now but it was like come on tell us who it is <laughs> uh, who knows who knows probably like the Devourers Prada at the point at that time and freshman year of high school I got into like the Acacia Strain like heavier stuff and I got into Backtrack Rotting Out 
at that point in life, it was like, oh, you got to listen to hardcore to actually be hardcore. So like I found to me now it's all stupid because it's just music. Yeah. At that point, I was finding like rotting out, have heart, like freshman year of high school. And I was like the only kid listening to that kind of stuff at my first high school. My mom finally moved to where my friends were. We uh, started playing music. I was like, hey, mom, like my friends are at this school and I'd much rather be closer to them. And she uh, luckily found a job there and was just like, yeah, we can move there. And I was like, okay, cool. It wasn't like too far. Wow. It sounds like your mom was really supportive of you. You mentioned before about how she was supportive of your music. That's really cool. She's always questioned on like, are you making money or like, how are you surviving? But it's always been like, I support you. Like growing up, my first time touring, I would ask my mom, I'd be like, hey, mom, can I have 200 bucks to go on tour for like a couple of weeks? She'd be like, yeah, here you go. Like, that's fine. And I was like 16, you know, and, and it's in the summer. And she was just like, yeah, I guess that's fine. You know, like not a lot of parents would be like that. So I definitely got lucky. But I also was a child that like didn't get into a lot of like stupid things, I guess. And so she kind of trusted me with what I wanted to do. I did stupid things. Stupid things being like, uh, I would go out late and skip school and stuff like that. But like, she trusted me and what I wanted to do in my life. She was very supportive. Yeah. And there's sort of that balance between you've got this really high paying career type job, but you're miserable versus you're not making any money, but you're doing what you like to do. Yeah. Mental health is better. I think in that case, I know it is for me. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, in the world of music today, I found you can play music and make a little bit of money, but also you're playing music and you're happy and you're hanging out with like people you want to be around. For me, I still work at a job and like that job's fine. This year alone, I think I'll be working like three months Mm. and it's like keeping me afloat. I've always told myself no matter how much money I made from being in a band or going on tour or whatever, I would always come back and try to have a job because there's like stability in that. I feel like if I didn't have any stability and like, oh, I'm going to go home and have a a whole free two months, you know, it's like, what am I going to do with that? I could just hang out and, you know, play computer games or go to the gym every day or do whatever. But it's like there's stability and having that, like, whether it be like I have the same job or just find something to do, like work at a venue, it would make me feel fulfilled rather than just sitting at home for two months and not making any money. Not saying that I'm money hungry or need money to live forever. You know, it's like I just think it would help me mentally to just be like, yeah, I got to go to work today at two. And I would never do that with a job that like did drain me, you know, like, oh, like I got to go work at wherever and I hate my boss and my boss doesn't respect me or whoever, you know, it's like, I feel like if you find that good crew of people, it's worth it, you know, but a lot of people do sit at a desk all day and go home and like be miserable. And they're like, oh, I just worked from nine to six o'clock or whatever. And like, I can't do anything with my life because... I have to go to sleep or I have to cook dinner and go to sleep and then wake up and do it again, you know? Yeah, good to have some structure, but not to the point where you become a cog in the machine, I guess. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. The style of music that you've always been around and now with singing in chamber, there's a lot of exercising of demons, I would imagine, and darkness. and But I also see in the hardcore and metal stuff, there's always that joy there as well that I think a lot of people don't really see. They get caught up in the 
the aggressiveness of it. Yeah. So what's it like, first of all, writing the songs, but also the therapeutic aspect of doing it and being up there and screaming? And As far as writing goes, it's uh, me and our guitar player, Gabe, write together. It's good to have someone, even like the paper as someone that you're talking to and like meshing with because like you're writing down your thoughts and eventually people are going to hear them. But me and Gabe come together. It's very good mentally and like, Cause like we kind of go through the same things. We've been touring for six years together. Like we miss holidays, we miss families, we miss everything. So it's mentally it helps getting your thoughts on paper and then also talking to someone else about them. As far as shows go, it, I kind of just black out and just I'm up there, you know. It's, but it's not like a bad blackout. It's just up there doing what I like to do and just playing in front of people or you know having fun. And then you get off stage, and you don't really remember it. And I think that's therapeutic in a way because like a level of high that you can't really reach without doing it you know yeah every night you get on stage and you're playing for 25 minutes and you get off stage you're like the dopamine levels you're just like wow i just did that that's cool and like even coming from me it's like i've never been like a person that like wanted to speak in front of a class or you know do that and i guess like in this way it's different because like it's always music I mean, we do talk about stuff on stage. People want to hear it and people are there because they are fans of what you're doing. And it's good. It's a good time. <laughs> I like what you said about the blackouts, but good blackouts. Yeah, yeah. There's a meditative quality to being up there. I experienced the same thing. Things just kind of go into that zone as soon as the music starts and come back from it as soon as the music ends. And that's a very common thing that I hear from people on the podcast. And it's always good to hear and it's validating. Because, you know, I want to feel like and know that what I'm doing is positive for myself and gives other people joy and positivity. But I think it's hard to, you walk into a show and never really been involved before, and it just seems like it's just big swirling energy of, of what. And I'm wondering why some folks like myself, and it sounds like you as well, could walk into a show for the first time and just know instinctively, this is for me. I I think it's just what keeps me coming back or what kept me coming back was just the energy and the community of you're going into a room, whether it be 50 to, you know, 200 people, you could probably talk to one person and you can connect with them. You grew up kind of the same, like you like the same things. And like, I feel like that's not found a lot in like other genres, I guess. You like the same artists, but like your politics are different or you grew up in a rich family or like vice versa. And not saying that's like a bad thing or anything. Sometimes you connect that's why I kept coming back is like my brother grew up in it and um, he brought me into it. He introduced me to friends. And then out of that, like I find friends that like I'm still friends with to this day. You know, it's like not a lot of places you can go and find lifetime friends. And that's why I kept coming back. The energy is just on another level too. Like you see like people moshing or, you know, singing along any other concert or anything like that you see someone like spill a beer on someone then they're mad instantly with like something <laughs> it does happen in hardcore but like if someone like accidentally knocks someone over it's like all right well that's just kind of it you know it's like whatever and there's mutual respect like if the other guy knocked that dude back over it's like oh well i'll get him back next time i guess <laughs> the energy is awesome and everything is i, I don't know how to explain it you just gotta go <laughs> to understand you got to watch from the balcony first, get a sense of what the protocol is and see the smiles on people's faces and then maybe hit the floor after that. Yeah, watch from the balcony or go to the DIY coffee shop where there's 50 people at it, you know. 
some of those shows are the best shows in the world playing a record store where there's like 75 people in a corner and it's just like everyone is having the best time sometimes you can't even get that at like a nicer venue because like there's alcohol involved and people are getting upset and stuff like that sometimes the diy shows are like the best the lyrics and, and the music of chamber is quite in your face it's not lovey-dovey at all it's challenging a lot of things it's confronting people with a lot of things it's internalizing a lot of things as well self-confrontation i guess you could call it mm -hmm. as far as chamber goes i want it to be angry and chaos but i also like don't want it to be too sad or when it comes to writing lyrics me and gabe will get together and we, we bring up these topics oh we're going through the same things like let's write about like how we feel and like for the last record we were trying to write about how we whether life is giving you this hand or this hand like you're dealt with it no matter what and like you can always dwell on the past and stay there and like be upset about things that like you can't really control whether it be like your family your friends and like what you do for life but at the end of the day it's like on you all those come from like your personal you kind of pick and choose what you can do in your life a lot of the new record is about like forgiveness and also just holding yourself to blame. Like I should have never really dwelled on that past for so long because it made me feel this type of way for so long, knowing that it will never change or knowing that like you're the only person that can change how you're living and how you're doing stuff, whether your parents be kind of like shitty or like your life growing up was kind of bad. It's like, that's happened but like now is the time where you can take it and make it yours it is kind of like sad but it's also like kind of like we need to look at ourselves do what we can to make our lives better and make ourselves happy and like make the people you surround yourself with be the people you want to be around with and i feel like if you're dwelling on the past too long and not forgiving and not like that has happened to me and you know you kind of just take the step forward and be like that stuff did happen but like i'm the person i am because of that and like i'm gonna become stronger because of that and uh just take that step forward and be happier for myself and move forward and do things differently you know finding hope in the despair of life and the past and a lot of punk and hardcore metal songs come from this place of struggle and turmoil but they're always with that sense of hope pretty much any song, you know, there's that little twist at the end. I'm thinking of bands like Madball, Agnostic Front. Yeah, yeah. Sick of it all. Positivity is going to shine through. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's not a normal thing for a lot of genres of music. Either the genre is happy, 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 sad, sad, sad. Punk rock and, and hardcore has always been about finding that hope. And that's what you see reflected in the shows. Have you been able to get there for yourself? Oh, yeah, for sure. I uh, Hardcore and like the different genres, I guess. Yeah, it's either sad, 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 happy, 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 or like there's no really in between. And I feel like hardcore, metal, punk, no matter what it whether that has been it's always been real 
obviously like the people that are writing the music maybe feel that way or whatever but i feel like with hardcore it's always real and in your face this is it you know like there's no faking this there is hope but like there is also sad anger and everything else in between no matter what i've definitely found that and it's awesome it's the reasons why i still listen to metal hardcore and punk today you know it's like i do also like the sad 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 happy 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 but you always find yourself going back to just the hardcore and metal stuff when you are having a bad day and you're on tour and things really suck and you get on stage and do your thing and you go into your good blackout zone that you talked Mm -hmm. about how do you feel when you get off the stage the levels of happiness or whatever i'm feeling in the blackout is just always happens to continue for like 30 minutes i'll go back to the merch table and like talk to people or whatever and like if they give me like a weird amount of money i can't seem to like think of it in my head of like what i owe them i'm like i'm so sorry just the levels of the rush or whatever is just still going and i'm like uh you know you kind of just like stumble a lot but touring no matter what is i love to travel and i love to visit new places and that's like the fun part of touring but in reality touring is a lot of driving a lot of just listening to your airpods and sitting in a vehicle with your friends that is awesome but like sometimes it can be very draining because you're driving for eight hours and you're hoping to go to loves to get the next restroom and uh, get like a coffee or something who knows but the show is what makes touring the best part after the show it's always good energy and good times you know it's like that show was awesome or like that show was okay but like we still played you know like it's never not a bad time after you play a show i feel like going to get food or whatever after two it's always a good time you know so i feel like the show makes touring the best and you're still doing it yep. you've been doing it for a long time so something must be right about it yeah yeah i mean definitely been doing it for a while i've had no doubts and like i want to be playing music but like is touring the thing for me like or should i just do something else but like it's always been there you know so i don't think i kind of change it anytime soon That was my conversation with Jacob Lilly of Chamber, chambertn.bandcamp.com. For more episodes of Screen Therapy, go to screentherapyhq.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Big news, the Screen Therapy book is available now. Screen Therapy, a punk journey through mental health, 
tells my story and the stories of others who use punk as a catalyst for mental health. Like this podcast, it links the community-minded punk scene with the mental wellness of the punks who belong to it. To order the book, go to ScreenTherapyHQ.com. For merch, check out the newly opened store at ScreenTherapyHQ.com store. And for even more designs, check out Screen Therapy on TeePublic. Okay, enough promoting. It's time for some thanking. Thank you for listening to Screen Therapy. Doing this podcast and talking to folks about punk rock and mental health has been a crucial part of my own mental stability, and it means so much to me that you're out there listening. Screen Therapy is created in the Cathet region of coastal British Columbia, Canada, on the traditional territory of the Klahaman Nation. Contact me at ScreenTherapyHQ.com or email me at ScreenTherapyPodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Let's talk about punk rock and mental health. Until next time, take care and be well. Yeah.